HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. The following is a message from Jones Family Farms. Looking for that perfect Christmas tree this season? What about the perfect wine to go with your holiday dinner? Look no further than Jones Family Farm, a 400-acre working farm in Connecticut. Jones Family Farms is as passionate about education as it is about farming. Whether you're picking fresh strawberries or exploring local wines, we hope you're inspired to learn more about Connecticut farming. For more information, visit www.jonesfamilyfarms.com. Hello, Greenhorns. This is Severin, and I'm here again, once again in the world, with another episode of Greenhorns Radio, Radio for Young Farmers by Young Farmers. Thank you to Heritage Radio Network for making this possible. I'm joined today on the phone by Henry, and he's Hi. calling. Hi, Henry. Hi. How's it going over there? Pretty good, thank you. Pretty good, thank you. What's up in your world? Um... Well, I'm in the garden right now <laughs> at uh, Windermere Secondary School. And I heard this is your lunch break. Um, no, this is my actual. This is actually my study block. Oh, study block. Yeah. So Henry Lau is 17 years old. He's in 12th grade at Windermere Secondary School in Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, what are you studying in grade 12? Um, well, I'm taking a few courses, including, like, uh, chemistry, um, calculus, uh, biology. Um, I finished physics last year, and, yeah, it's pretty generic courses for me right now. I remember calculus. I feel like if you can do that, uh, farming should be no, no problem at all. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, tell me about the beginning of this garden and, and how you got involved. Uh, sure. So the garden started about five years ago, uh, four years actually, and it was started by two grade 12 students. So um, what happens at Windermere Secondary School is we have a leadership program, and every year the grade 12 students will take on a program to lead, a project, and that year um, two grade 12 students, they decide to make use of our courtyard space, and we're lucky because it's surrounded by the building, so it's on the inner area of the school, so there's really no, like, outside interaction, which works for us and doesn't work for us in some aspects. But uh, they started the garden through a grant, uh, grant through our Evergreen, um, and it was sponsored by Toyota, and it just grew from there. And during that year, I was in grade 8, and the story is that uh, I guess they started the garden in my teacher's office, which is really small, 
and they actually had a lamp going on in there, so it was really bright, and I was just in grade 8, and I didn't know what was happening, so I just went in and saw what was happening, and I guess I just stuck with it from there. Now, you make it sound so easy and uncomplicated, but did they have to go through an administrative process, or what was the um, like? Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of resistance. Like, uh, one of our leadership teachers, he wanted to start the garden a few years ago, but uh, it was always so trying because there were so many, like, policies, red tape everywhere. But uh, during that year, we actually got a new administrator, and uh, he was really supportive of everything, and... Uh, we the the student leaders they had lots of meetings with like the school board and the groundskeepers and it, it there was I'm pretty sure there was a lot of like compromising that had to be done but uh in the end um they saw fit that we could build a garden and uh we got our uh pre-employment program and they helped us build our first five garden beds and uh, it's also like through the years, it, it's shown that, like, students, like, on our professional development days, uh, we have up to, like, 30 to 60 students coming down. So it shows that students do care about the garden, and, like, uh, we, we can take care of it. Right on. So let's talk about the garden now. So you're in your second year of the garden. Uh, and four. how many beds are you doing, and fifth, what are you doing with year. all the produce? Uh, how much pro Pardon? What are you doing with all the food? Uh, well, during the year... Like right now, uh, well, right now we're kind of in a sweet mode where we have some cover crops going and very small winter crop going. But uh, during the year, most of our food, we try and give it to the calf, and they would either use it in, like, their meal, like the lunch or the salad bar. And also uh, during the summer when the calf is in an operation, the school still open to the students to come into the garden to take care of the garden. And... Uh, for all the students who come, who actually come in during the summer, they actually get to take home the harvest, so it's a win-win situation, I guess. So here you are, 17 years old, talking about win-win situations. Uh, <laughs> this is a very positive attitude you have. Tell me, tell me about, tell me about what you've kind of come to understand, um, based basically coming out of a normal normal educational world into the educational world of the of the farm what what would you want to communicate about that what would you want to tell other kids maybe of your age not kids young adults of your age group um who are getting more agriculture well i i find that like the garden is kind of like an outdoor classroom and uh it, it's a lot of experiential learning like uh we learn about uh like the importance of cover crops or crop rotation and uh, companion planting, so and using like different organic practices. So it, it's just to show like it can be done. And with our composting system, like uh, like closing the loop, so bring bring all like the waste products back into well waste kitchen products that uh, bringing it back to the garden. So it's definitely like a different learning environment. Uh, it's definitely taught me a lot to more like to appreciate food, like the time being spent into producing it, and just learning the ability to grow food on your own is pretty mind-boggling. Well, so I was part of a student garden project in college, and I remember, you know, sitting there and bringing in the, the green waste from the kitchen and um, delivering mm -hmm. food to the kitchen and thinking, what an amazing opportunity to have a little microcosm of mm -hmm. a farm on a campus like, what a great place to think about 
how our whole society, how our whole economy could start closing the loop. Mm-hmm. Are you feeling like um, this agricultural experience might inform what you do professionally in in the real world? Um, definitely. I, I feel like uh, I've grown like a great appreciation for like food and healthy living, uh, healthy eating particularly. So like going into something like food and nutrition, I know that the previous garden leaders from like the past year they've they they've had an interest in food and like a few of them are studying in their post secondary. Uh, institutions like uh, land food systems, like applied biology and different, like, sustainable practices, too. So that might be nutrition, that might be forestry, like, that uh, might horticulture, be... horticulture, applied biology. What does that mean, applied biology? Um, in a sense, it's like the science of gardening, from what I hear from my friends so far. Um, so you're learning, like, uh, soils, uh, exactly the science of how plants grow. It, it, it's all very technical. <laughs> yeah, well, the the mystery of the soils certainly um, could take a, a bunch more study, and, and clearly we have a lot of soil stewardship to do in this country where we have been really just damaging our soils for so long. Mm-hmm. So... The Wintermere Organic Garden is student-led. Have there been many, many, many students joining, or, like, how do you recruit people to help, or have you had any struggles with rats? Like, what's the gossip? Um, Right now, most of our volunteers are from our leadership program, which is, like, the mini-school program of our school. And uh, we have tried recruiting other students from around the school, and it's a little slow, but I think... uh, it's a work in progress. Um, right now we have like a small core committee of about seven to ten people and we're in charge of like planning the garden, like the year, like what we grow and tasks for other students. And what happens is that we always try to get like the younger grades to participate. So if they catch on early, like we'll find like the stronger ones will tend to stay with the garden committee and eventually they'll be able to take on the garden. So it's it's kind of a legacy project. Um, in terms of, like, rodents and other stuff, uh, we we haven't actually had that many problems thanks to the fact that uh, we're, like, in an enclosed area. So there's, we're covered, we're surrounded by four walls. And uh, the only rodent problems we've seen, like, the major rodent problems are, like, two squirrels that somehow managed to get into the courtyard and they eat our seeds from time to time. Uh-oh. Yeah, but... There's a crow that likes to take care of them. The crow is chasing the ground the um, groundhogs. Uh, the squirrels. Sorry, the squirrels. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Interspecies <laughs> interspecies predation. Yeah, it it it's interesting. <laughs> so, what would you say to kids in other schools, um, or young adults in other schools who are working with their administration? How have you learned to behave in order to achieve your goals? Like, what's a good, what's a good strategy for engaging with the administration? Well, uh, well, sometimes it seems hard, to, like, uh, seems like impossible that you can do it. But uh, if you just keep trying, coming up with new ideas, and working together, and just like finding a compromising area that you can all work in, and just start from there, and yeah. 
Uh, and like once it gets going, show that uh, students do care because that's what like the admin or whoever want to see happening. Like they want to see that students do care and it's going to be taken care of. It's not going to be like an extra hassle for anyone. So what does that mean? Like photo documentation or rules or what do you do? Uh. We do a lot of photo documentation of the garden. Uh, we do a lot of community outreach. Like, uh, we've built garden beds for our local senior center. Um, we've helped build some garden beds for all around the area. Uh, previous garden leaders have built garden beds for, like, a preschool. Um, and we, we give lots of different tours to, like, different groups, like different universities come here, people from across the country. We've had people from, like... Uh, Montreal or Quebec, I, I, I forget, but we, we've had a lot of different people come in. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so do you think this will help you on your resume when you're trying to get into college? Uh, definitely. It, it definitely builds a lot of different skills, like, uh, well, leadership skills first off, like uh, leading different groups of people, like assigning tasks, delegating tasks. Um but, like, there's also the planning and just understanding, like, analyzing the garden, like, skills, real-life skills are being put into play because, uh, well, you're, you're actually using them on a constant basis, whereas, like, if you're just studying something, you might not always use the tools that you learn. So... M moving out of the abstract realm. Mm hmm Uh, well, cool. I'm really thankful for your time. Do you want to no any awesome books or resources that you think other people might be interested in? Um, there's this book that we've been always kind of basing our garden off of, like we always constantly refer back to it. I think it's called A Guy's Garden. Yeah, it's yeah. by Toby Hemingway. Gaia's Garden by Toby Hemingway. Do you want to explain what it's about? Maybe I don't. I don't quite remember the author, but uh, uh, like some most of the books that we read, or like the resources, we have a lot of different resources. Like we work with a a local group called the Environmental Youth Alliance, and they're they help like different schools start the gardens or just gardening in general in the city. And uh, they're full of, like, really good resources. Like, they know their stuff, and we we like to ask them questions or we research on our own. And we've also, like, taken a trip to a certified organic farm um, just a little ways off from B.C. No, from uh, Vancouver, sorry. And so we've got to see that happen. And, like, if students are interested, then they'll find the time to go out of their way and learn, learn a little bit extra and bring it back to the garden. I like that. Learn a little bit extra. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate your coming on, and I can't wait to hear your progress. Please do check out the stuff that we have for young farmers on our website, which is thegreenhorns.net. Mm -hmm. For sure. And... And if you start getting if you start getting your photo documentation really organized, we'd love to post to post about your project on our blog. Sure, that sounds great. Cool beans. 
Well, thank you all for joining us for Greenhorns Radio. That was Henry Lau. He's in Canada. And uh, as you can tell, he's learning a lot of leadership skills and communication skills. And I hear the crow in the background. <laughs> yes, it's right above me in the tree. <laughs> <laughs> the, the guardian the guardian of your um Well, it's attacked us a few times, too. <laughs> oh, uh, there are many things to know about. As the winter is approaching, now is the time to learn about Farm Bill and the Beginning Farmer and Rancher Opportunity Act. Uh, Greenhorns and National Young Farmers Coalition are both working to digest and interpret that policy for you so that you can be literate and active um, and accelerate the policy reform process in the place that you live. We look forward to talking with you more. Next episode is Tim Biello from Grey Rock Farm. Okay, bye-bye. Severin, you there?